Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beyond the Panel, UMFM's show all about comic books. I am one of your hosts, Brian Svensson. As always, I am joined by the effervescent oh, Curtis Mensforth. How are you doing, Curtis? Very fancy introduction. Thank you, my friend. I am always happy to be here, as usual. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a wild week. It's been a crazy week, but I am more than happy. I'm ecstatic to be here with you today. So tell It'll me, be a lot of fun. Tell me, Curtis, my friend, my compadre, me hermano. What are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? Well, today we got a very special episode lined up for you guys. We are going to be talking about a character who often hasn't been portrayed well in the media, but someone that we both agree needs to be talked about, and someone that we genuinely uh, share a passion for, and that's none other than Aquaman. I love Aquaman. Now this is this is probably like so. Okay, I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in with a real, real, real hot take to start off this uh, this this podcast. But so, um, Aquaman is like disregarded by so many freaking people. He, he's always swept to the side, and like he's looked he's looked down upon. He's looked at as a joke. He, he uh, he's, people he's laugh a meme, at him. I have basically. an I have an idea as to why, and I haven't. I think I think I've figured out an explanation for this. We'll definitely be getting into that for sure. So he 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 has all these awesome, amazing powers. He's super strong. He can will fish to do the, to do his bidding, or like all sea creatures, pretty much as long as they are at least semi intelligent. Yeah. Um, he has a wicked cool uh, weapon in the the trident. Yeah. Even though it's like whatever, like a. Uh, a uh, a, a hexident or a hexident yeah a pen- well, like he's had different tridents over the years so we'll call it a trident we'll call it a trident. Had various various incarnations right his, so his long history so think about it like how do most people get in how do like not not necessarily you i know that you got in on your own doing your own thing but right. like how do most people get into comics how, okay great question how do most people get into comics i find that a lot of people get interested in these kinds of things uh, from one of two sources. You have either seen a comic book-based film because they're all the rage these days. There's a new, there's like correct five to six comic-based movies a year, or you've seen a TV show that happened to feature a comic book character. And maybe if you were slightly interested, that would drive you enough to at least be curious to check out comics afterwards. Correct. I would actually say that there's also a third way. Oh, let's hear it. A lot of people get into comics because of their parents. Yes, especially yeah, especially our true. age. I, like I we are, think of that. we are unabashedly millennials, right? We were yeah. born someplace in the in between the years of '84 and 2000. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people either get comics handed down to them from, uh, right. you know, their dad or their or their grandpa. And plus, like, if you think about it, there was a whole pile of, like, comic book shows that were on around our, our age groups that were meant for our parents. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, reruns the Batman of, 66 right. show, that amazing Fantastic Four show from oh, the 60s, yeah, that Spider-Man right. show from the 60s, oh, which yeah, is... yeah, that was amazing. It's a meme factory now. It, oh, it definitely is, but so, it's great. Here, here comes the theory, right? So... Based on those principles, either from a television show or from your parents. So kids, people that are our, our age grew up with the parent, with either their parents disliking Aquaman or them themselves not liking Aquaman because of two television shows. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of created this general distaste for Aquaman the Aquaman has been used, viewed as an absolute and presented as an absolute joke in both the Super Friends and oh, and ro- super friends. and robot chicken robot chicken and their dc specials have definitely made fun of him in the super friends 
He is literally him and Robin are, and the the Wonder Twins yep. are literally just there to get rescued by by Superman and Batman. All all Aquaman does in those is occasionally get a sea turtle to plug a hole in an undersea dome and fly around in the invisible he, jet with Wonder Woman. He, yeah, he's he useless does. in that show. Uh, I know this uh, this one meme, which is pretty infamous, is the one of Aquaman riding uh, like two seahorses. Yeah, just right? smiling and waving. Just smiling and waving. So I can understand why people have this and, view of him. And they present him as an over at the time period because it was at a at a time period in television where it was acceptable and it shouldn't have ever been but it was acceptable at the time to make fun of overly effeminate potentially gay characters and they made him out to yeah, be that, overly that effeminate and it's was really very, offensive very yeah it, it's it, really offensive uh, watching a lot of things from the 60s and 50s they have a lot of i'm talking about robot chicken oh even robot chicken yeah robot chicken does yeah. it and it's super yeah. it's super not acceptable considering that that show came, started coming out in what yeah, oh robot seven? chicken has no excuse man none that's, that's it, a modern show it's a bunch of malarkey and yeah. it's so it's so offensive so like if you think about it right and and so most people got, would have found out or heard about Aquaman either by watching or hearing about Super Friends from their parents or yep. watching Robot Chicken. Yeah, that's and a lot so of he's treated like absolute him. garbage, and yet Aquaman is amazing. A character that we both love he's, very dearly. He has. I he, love Aquaman. He has a unique, interesting, introspective, self-deprecating humor in so many of the comics. Well, a lot of comics are aware that people don't like Aquaman, yeah. and they kind of turn that general distaste. And so Jeff Johns got to run something awesome. Jeff Johns got to run with him in was it 2011? I want to say 2011. Yep. Right after was it right after New Fifty Two? New Fifty Two started. Aquaman was one of the core titles, so it really it really ushered and so in the New Fifty Two. You era. both know, like you know, how much both of us love Jeff Johns and his work. But in this, in this, he re-explains what his actual powers are. Yeah. He interacts with people at a fish and chip shop in a really interesting unique way where people are like treating him like a joke and he realizes that he himself is a joke at that particular point in time it's a very self-aware that, that scene. scene is pretty amazing he then goes out and does a whole bunch of super awesome things including fighting off an entire race of cannibalistic carnivores from the mariana trench by himself pretty much with yeah. a little bit of help from mara yep who is what like a hydrokinesis hydro hydro yeah she she possesses hydrokinetic abilities there you go mm -hmm. he obtains the best sidekick in the history of comics in aqua dog oh <laughs> yes that's right he then stops an that. entire atlantean invasion and beats the crap out of batman yeah, All within the, the first the, six the, issues. That was, uh, yeah, There, there's so many pivotal story arcs. Uh, in, and the thing about Jeff Johns' run on Aquaman, it wasn't very long, you know. In, 24 issues. In 24 issues, he managed to take a character that was created in 1941. So from 1941 to, to uh, 2011, a character who's had decades worth of bad history and has basically been a joke. And in 24 issues, he completely turns it around. And it became one of the highest uh, selling comics of that time. I mean, I so I don't actually know like 100% for sure, for sure. But like I remember reading something that Aqu Aquaman, the new 50, Jeff John's new 52 Aquaman run, out of the 24 weeks that it was running, it was the best selling comic 
for at least 19 of those well, weeks. it would have been on the list. I know Batman's New 52 would have sold very well Right, because well. Scott Snyder was writing that, and the, quarter, and that the whole super, entire Court of the yeah, Owls was super, was super well good. Received too, yeah. So that would have been up there as well. But yeah, def- and the thing with Jeff Johns is because he has a name, like people know Jeff right. Johns, like that would have been a big factor. I mean, Jeff too. Johns is really good at, at, write, at writing comics, at least writing established comics. So... He he's really good at adding to existing mythology and then expanding it, uh, creating new concepts, uh, revitalizing old characters. Yeah, I mean, he did a really. You you mentioned this, and I ended up reading it. He did a really good job with Hawkman. Yeah, Hawkman of all characters, Jeff Johns had a stellar run on Hawkman, uh, stellar run on Aquaman, and we're gonna definitely be talking more about some of the some of the key moments of Aquaman, what we really like about that run, um, as as well as just why Aquaman deserves to be respected um we might even get into a bit about um what we want to see in kind of the movies uh depiction of aquaman yeah so like all of that kind of stuff i agree um one more point another reason why some people i had completely forgotten about this so another reason why um some people might see aquaman as bad is like he had a really awful confusing bad video game on the gamecube in 2003 uh, oh man, Aquaman Battle for Atlantis it was, was it? Yeah. It yeah. was it was atrocious. All the cutscenes were really bad. <laughs> they were like done in game but like in a really awful like comic it, book style that, that didn't that suit game it. has a reputation. It had no music, the physics were bad. It made no explanation as to why Aquaman at that point in time had a hook hand. That was an interesting period. Like the early 2000s and Aquaman was a very interesting time. He uh, he Bad. he lost his hand. Bad. <laughs> uh, and it's definitely a, a factor for why people aren't so aren't so big on Aquaman. But uh the thing with Aquaman that a lot of people don't really seem to understand or at least they don't know about is that Aquaman is one of the most powerful out of the Justice League. I mean, so I remember, I remember that the, at, at different points in time. So Batman is usually the leader of the Justice League because he's like the most cerebral, ba- right? Batman's the most tactical and just he's the benefactor. And like so that's where all the money comes from. During that New Fifty Two run, I remember that Aquaman was pegged as like the next leader. So like not well, Aquaman, not is, Superman. Yeah, well Aquaman. Well, if you think about it too, like Aquaman is the king of Atlantis. He is a born leader. He leads uh, an undersea kingdom, and you have to think about this too is the earth is primarily covered in water so his domain is like nearly endless like his kingdom is absolutely massive like it dwarfs it dwarfs any earth kingdom by a long shot it's so cool and i mean plus like so and we talk we have talked about this on occasion too like how uh, how good a hero is is largely oftentimes based on a how good the stories are written around them and b how good uh how good the rogues gallery are yeah that and, that is true and so like aquaman actually has some pretty okay he has some really good rogues he doesn't have as much of an iconic rogues gallery as you know batman or flash right, mind but you black manta is awesome yeah, his arch foe. Well, I guess some would argue Ocean Master is tied with yeah, Black Manta, fair d- depending on your opinion. But but like, so both of those guys are awesome. And when he gets in a battle with like his brother Orm, that's also yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think those are also is also like a really cool thing for for them to to or him to. It's just interesting things, and I think that there are many ways that they can go with his Rogues Gallery in the future, especially with like. 
there being much more awareness of like well Aquaman and that that goes back to the fact that there will be you know the Justice League film coming out in November oh god lot, please don't remind me yeah we'll see how that goes but for a lot of people that I don't would have be, high hopes hard, hard to say how that will turn out but for a lot of people that will be their reintroduction to Aquaman and that could really create a lot of new Aquaman fans, or it might not, you know, depending on how it goes. <laughs> I don't really have much faith in Jason Momoa being able to yeah, be a good Arthur Curry. For for better or for worse, though, that will be a lot of people's interpretation of Aquaman. Yeah, going I mean, forward. probably. And, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I personally don't know how I feel about Jason Momoa as Aquaman. They're they're definitely going for the more of the '90s look of Aquaman, like the, oh, the God, long yeah, hair, like, the more of the the, the grungy the Aquaman, beard, like yeah. the I don't care about any. Yeah, about and, and anything. Aquaman did go through that phase, but he's also very noble, regal, very well respected, kind hearted, generous, uh, sovereign leader. Correct. As well. So he's not just a scowly kind of grungy hero as well. I mean. The, the, there was that era, so I can see them pulling from that. But so, like, I don't did know. you did you ever like talking about like him being and, and his leadership capabilities, right? And what what makes him cool? And like, even having a sort of B cast of superheroes. Did you ever read Aquaman and the Others? Aquaman and the Others by Dan Jurgens. Yes. Yep. That it's was very interesting. Really good. It was a good companion series to the the, the the main series. I mean, the the others all had really awesome powers. Like uh, Kahina the Seer was really cool. Yeah, Vostok is a cool. Vostok was probably my favorite of the like of the a, crew. A dude with a helmet that lets him like not have to breathe, and so he just lives on the moon and he comes was down so whenever awesome. they need him. Like he's really cool. I think the Prisoner of War is a yeah. super cool concept, right? Like a guy that has the these, these powerful gauntlets that allow him to like teleport and like also control the dead sort of kind of like it's just quasi yeah it's, somewhat it's so cool yeah he's such a it's such a cool team up and such a for, cool concept for a lot of people who are wondering like what what is Aquaman and the others basically the others are uh essentially in Aquaman's early days he and uh how many was in that team like six. seven six yeah six. yeah six uh, they they were a bunch of other Atlantean warriors, um, and they all possessed various relics that allowed them to, I guess, gain certain abilities. And it and that series just followed them as they went on various adventures throughout the world. Right. So it was it was Aquaman, Prisoner of War, the Operative, uh, yeah. Sky Alcase, Sky Alcase, yeah, Vostok, and. Uh, Kahina the Seer. Um, one of them was later replaced by Yawara, mm-hmm. but yes, it was very. Yes, it was Yawara, in there for a very right. brief period of time, and that spun off directly from uh, Jeff Johns, like his main run on Aquaman, introducing those characters. But it was really good. It was such a good run, and like it's it, it gets super overlooked. Like it's a very short run, but it's if you are going to, it read, only had two volumes, I believe. Yeah, it was only two volumes. Like what was that? Like twelve issues, somewhere around that. <laughs> Something like that, and it yeah. ended up it ended up linking like it it started off as an offshoot of the Aquaman storyline, and it tied up a whole bunch of loose en- loose ends and pushed it back into yeah. right when they found the other like the super powerful Atlantean artifact. Yeah, the, that's right. The rod that supposedly sunk Atlantis. Yeah, um, which is so cool. So. Obviously, I think we're both going to recommend that Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns' New 52 Aquaman yeah, run is where is, you should that is start. Definitely the place to start. But if you like, if you read that and liked it, where would you recommend okay. they go from there? That is a very solid question. So basically, yeah, if you if you read the Johns run and you're like, man, Aquaman is super cool. 
where do I go after this? Um, you can either keep going with New 52 Aquaman, so you would want to read Jeff Parker's run. Which is passable. Uh, yeah, it's very serviceable. Um, it, it builds on concepts that Johns did. It wasn't as innovative as Johns because, I mean, Johns did all the heavy lifting. Which he usually does. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. But it here. is still solid Aquaman reading. It, it continues the saga, so you can keep going with that. Or if you want to go back and read pre-New 52 Aquaman stories, and there are some really good ones. Gotta be Peter David, right? Peter David's Aquaman run is... The longest uh, unbroken run on Aquaman. It's uh, really good. Yeah, it was very solid. Uh, and then there was a brief time uh, where we had an Aquaman run called Aquaman Sword of Atlantis. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. That's a little bit less known. That's very close to the new 52. Uh, it's like mid-2000s, like 2006. So I mean, it's- Is that pre, during, or post hook hand? That is actually when he had his water hand, when he was imbued with the mystical... uh, He had a water hand? He basically had a mystical hand made of water uh, bestowed upon him from the Lady of the Lake, who was this... uh, Not Mera. No, it's got nothing no, to do with it Mera. was this mystical entity uh, who who granted him a new hand, and it, it allowed him to have various hydrokinetic abilities. I like Aquaman. That sounds like some of the goofiest. It, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's... My goodness, man. Come <laughs> what on. Are you, what are you going to get when you're reading a comic? Sometimes we get... Sometimes we get things that are a little out there, but it, that Boy. era was interesting. Uh, there's a storyline called Aquaman Sub Diego where... I have read that. Yeah, that was interesting because it dealt with uh, basically a lot of people becoming Atlanteans or gaining right. um, that physiology. So it, it expanded upon... It added a whole bunch of other Aqua people. Yeah, that was an interesting run too. He was involved um, with Brightest Day, wasn't he? And then Brightest Day, that was the last thing that I was going to mention. Because Aquaman for a while was dead, like a lot of characters do. They die, uh, but they never stay dead. <sighs> Superman dying killed death in comics, but we'll talk about that another day. Superman, yeah. Well, some would argue Jean Grey. That was in the 80s. She, she might have been the most famous mm, example. Yeah, okay. But Superman I could, too. I could, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. that that'll be a discussion for another time. Correct. Death in comics. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that, is, that is a full half an hour oh, episode. Yeah, most likely. But uh, yeah, Brightest Day brought Aquaman back into play. Uh, that was a follow-up to um, Blackest, Blackest Night. Night. And that was by Johns, of course. Um, so again, Did just, he get a ring in solid. that? I can't remember. Did he get a power ring in that? Um, was he part of the lan- one of the lanterns? Uh, no. I know Flash was. No, a- Aquaman was not. No, okay, no, he wasn't. If if Aquaman were to end up getting a ring, what would what what corp would he be part of? What would he be? Um, well, I mean, I would say maybe. Well, his power of will is pretty strong. So, like, green is the obvious choice. Blue is hope. If I'm not mistaken. But, like, what hope does he bring, right? Like, I mean, he himself embodies hope, always trying to look for his own, his own mother, which is fine. But, like, he never brings hope, quote-unquote, to anybody else. He generally tends to get in a really surly mood and leave Atlantis. He, he could be red. He could be a red lantern. Uh, that might be crossed in line a bit because he's don't not think he's that, that rageful. I don't though. think he's that spiteful. There, There is an amazing scene in John's Aquaman run where Aquaman basically screams to like uh, all everyone who's listening after his brother tries to usurp his throne. He basically yells at him, I am your king. And it's just one of the most powerful moments it's in that run. really weird. It's... 
you know, because you can tell that he was he was angry, and that was Aquaman putting his foot down and actually standing up for himself, which was good, right? Like he he's needs not to. a doormat, like people have maybe I guess interpreted him as. Could he maybe be like a white ring? He could be theoretically like helping to provide sort of like life kind yeah. of feel. Yeah, he could be. That's, that's not a bad choice. I mean, you're probably right that Green is probably the best choice. Like Just because his power of will is pretty high. It's pretty, pretty pretty strong. Yeah, um, exactly. Man, oh man, oh man. So, like, do you have hopes for that? That for, Do you think Jason Moa's Aquaman's going to be good? I don't know if he would have been my first choice. Um, I mean, Jason Momoa knows how to play a threatening warrior type. Um, most people would know him from Game of Thrones, so if you've seen him in that... He's Cal Drogo. Yeah, so I mean, for a lot of people, that's where they've seen Jason Momoa. So I guess, let's put it this way. Jason Momoa is not going to make Aquaman look like a doormat. Like, if anything, no, he's gonna Aquaman will be super badass. Yeah, so there is that. Um, I mean, I just hope that they portray Aquaman as... As much, like, he has a lot of different facets to his character, and I don't want them just emphasizing the warrior aspect. No, he's, he's much more he's, than just he's a, a self, He's a self-deprecating, sensitive human being. Like, there's, in the Jeff Johns one, he's like, there's, there's, uh, there is a scene where Mara wakes up in the middle of the night, sees that, that Arthur isn't there in bed mm-hmm. with her, gets up and finds him, like, bawling over a photo album of him and his dad going skiing. Yeah, that's right. Him and his dad were very close. And 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 Mara just like doesn't understand like what the heck's going on mm. and like why he's so like so emotionful, right? And so like yeah, that's Yeah, there there's a lot more to Aquaman than just being a king or just being a warrior or just being a Justice League member. He has a very I mean, unique character. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like he's he's really really he's really he's he has an awesome an awesome like strong character. He will put his foot down when he needs to. But at the same time, like he is very he's very compassionate. He's very compassionate. Well. And so like that's something that I think is just going to be completely lost on this Momoa Aquaman venture if you want to call there, it that. There's this scene in uh, in the John's run where Mara basically asks Aquaman, "Why do you let these people treat you like they do? Like you're so powerful, you yeah. could easily just show them like your true might." And Aquaman basically is like, "No, I I I don't need to do that. I I genuinely want to help." And a true hero doesn't look for like praise or approval. A lot of people just make fun of him, like he's stopping a bank robbery in like one of the first panels of of the very first. And issue. they're laughing at him. And people are like, "Oh, Aquaman's here to save the day. Great!" Uh, and then he literally spears an armored truck in the air and slams. Yeah, and it he down. gets shot at, and then he just. He just jumps like an entire skyscraper and just yeah. goes off in the distance. Because like, Aquaman's he, awesome. He helps people for the sake of helping people. And Aquaman's it's like, a, he, he's a hero. Yeah, he Aquaman is, a, is true, a superhero. He is a true hero. He genuinely wants to do good, and whether people thank him for that or not does not matter to no, him. That doesn't make a difference. And that's like, why he just, he's he just so wants awesome. To, he just wants to help people. He's just genuinely a good guy. So, like... Any other thoughts on Aquaman before we head to the closing part of our show? I guess uh, for a lot of people that are like on the edge, and if we weren't able to convince you to like Aquaman after that, if you're on the edge, I want you to look up the panel Aqua Dog, and all your yes! all your fears will go yes! away. That is all you need. Aqua Dog. Aquaman adopts a dog, and if you don't think that's the greatest thing after, I don't know if we were able to convince you. Yeah. So like in that in that story where he saves a whole bunch, a bunch like they basically. 
the those carniv- carnivorous cannibalistic creatures cocoon a bunch of people and carry them into the Marianas Trench. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman brings them all back out. But yeah, like, he saves all of them. Obviously, like, unfortunately, some people ended up dying, including the masters of this dog. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this dog is sadly looking around for, like, its masters after he uncocoons the dog and then ends up being like, well, they're not here. Like, somebody has to take this dog. And he's like, well, like, he needs a home and I need a friend. So like yeah, and Aqua Dog is awesome. Yes, Aqua Dog is awesome. Aqua Dog, give me more Aqua Dog. <laughs> All right, the greatest. All right, Curtis. So uh, last week's top ten for what was the week of October the first. Uh, any guesses at number one? Um, let's see. Does it rhyme with Marvel Magazine? Yes. It. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Correct. <laughs> Uh, I figured. Yeah, so Marvel Marvel Legacy uh, is was the number one. Uh, Batman Murder Machine. Of course, yeah. Number Batman two. would be up Detective there. Comics, number 965. That, that brought back the return of Tim Drake Correct. into the, the mix. Uh, Action Comics, number 988. Uh, Flash, number 31. Suicide Squad, number 26. Oh, that's not normally in that yeah. list. Uh, okay. Saga, number 47. Wonder Woman, number 31. Mighty Thor, number 23. And Black Panther, 18. Okay. Marvel climbing back into the Mar- ranks. Marvel's getting up there. And I think with the coming weeks, uh, we will see more Marvel titles. Yeah, largely because of Legacy and like rebooting this. But like... Then again, with, it created with the original numbering, really maybe big, maybe people won't be grabbing. It created a really big barrier to yeah, entry. So I don't a know a really I, big barrier we, to entry. We shall keep our eyes on that to see how that pans out. I think it's going to be fairly good. Um, I, I I think we talked about this. I think it's going to be great for them. I think it's going to do the same thing that uh, that uh, DC Rebirth did for DC. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I think that it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting. To see how it plays yeah. out. Uh, we, we can't say for sure how it'll pan out as of yet, but we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. So new comics coming this week. We've got Demon by Jack Kirby coming out. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, That's in- like Etrigan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Brand new. It's $30. Oh, so that's it's, a it's, new collected edition. It's a collected edition. Okay, of I thought it was an series. ongoing, and I was like, no, no, man, no, no, I no, never no. heard about that. Uh, okay, that's the, cool. Their third collected edition of Flash by Mark Wade. Okay. Um, oh, that's sweet. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 30 is coming out tomorrow. Um, of course, Justice League by Giffen and Demetrius, the Omnibus, which is something you want to that talk is, about. That so is something I ordered. Talk about it. I'm super hyped to be reading the the old school Justice League International era. Um, it, it, it collects, I would say, probably half of that run. Like, I don't think they were able to get the whole run in one Omnibus, but I will let you guys know when I get it. Uh, it's it's going to eventually grade on you. It uh, might, but I definitely had to own the material. That's whether fair. whether it's amazing or just enjoyable, well, the uh, that, James that we'll Bond see. black box coming out next oh, week. Oh, that's cool. That's so that really should be cool. really really good and interesting. What's uh, you're you're more dialed in and tuned into Marvel. What's coming? Anything interesting coming out of Marvel this week? Uh, coming from well, I mean, I try to I try to stay tuned to all publishers as far as Marvel stuff uh, they're going to be unrolling a lot of their legacy stuff right. stuff in the weeks to come so there's not going to be anything super big uh, tomorrow Falcon number one's coming out tomorrow yeah I guess other than that um, I'm just waiting for new Captain America new Moon Knight to drop new Moon Knight and Indeed. CM Punk's Master of Kung Fu which is going to be really good yeah. so tell me Curtis what are you reading uh, what are you going to be reading this week this week I will be getting a new issue of Superman uh, I believe it's 32 that comes out yep. tomorrow. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Green Arrow, 
Green Arrow, Superman. Um, I want to say there will be a new issue of Batman, but that might be moved because normally they all come out at the same time. But they might have bumped Batman back a bit because of the whole Dark Knight's metal thing. There is there is a chance. I actually think they did. So uh, so for now, probably probably nothing big for Marvel for me tomorrow so just just the two dc issues and then just plowing through all my backlog yeah all my back issues that i'm working on so many backlog issues oh my god so i'm not shy of any reading material how how did i end up with like this much comics (laughs) to read oh my goodness it's a good problem to have though this is true i'd rather have too much backlog than no backlog. exactly it's a great problem so thank you for tuning in for uh, listening to us again we always enjoy having you along if you want to hit us up on the twitter the Twitter, twi- Twitter, uh, at BTP Comic, UMFM. I know it sucks. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Mea culpa. If you want to hit us up, <laughs> if you want to hit us up on the email, beyond the panel, UMFM at gmail.com. Curtis, thank you so much for joining oh, me this always week. Always a pleasure. We love hearing from you guys. Let us know, um, you know, your thoughts. Just, we, we love, we love chatting comics. Yeah, absolutely. And next week, uh, you might say our episode could be fantastic. In nature. Ooh. Until next time, I'm Brian. And I'm Curtis. This is Beyond the Panel on UMFM 101.5. We love you guys.